Hello and welcome back to the Annotating Arts Education podcast. I'm Gigi, your podcast host, coming to you from the year 2045. And I'm thrilled to tell you that for today's episode, we have once again managed to establish a line to the time zone 2022. And so we'll be able to speak to Maria Hansen, the executive director of Elia, a globally connected European network that, from the 20s right up until today, continues to provide a dynamic platform for professional exchange and development in higher arts education. In this conversation with Maria, we will discuss the urgency of the climate crisis on planet Earth back in 2022 and the roles art universities and artists play when it comes to dealing with such a future determining topic, even all the way back then. Connected to this, we will also discuss trends in transdisciplinarity and cross-institutional learning in 2022, developments that still influence arts education today in 2045. So let's get right into the conversation. Hello and welcome back to the Footnotes podcast with myself, Gigi. I'm thrilled to announce that we have once again located a radio signal into the temporal time zone of 2022. And this time we're speaking with Maria Hansen. Maria, I hope you can hear us okay over here in 2045. Firstly, Maria, could you please kindly introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hello, Gigi, and I can hear you loud and clear. This is amazing technology. Uh, I am Maria Hansen. I am executive director of ILIA. I'm sure you don't know about ILIA, although we probably will still exist in 2045. Maybe you you know that. Uh, ILIA is a network, an international network of art universities. It exists in Europe mainly, uh, but also beyond Europe has 270 members and we bring them together in their professional development and exchange and together they're addressing a whole number of strategic points that they want to work on together with the young artists that they are training in 2022. Thank you Maria. It would actually be very interesting for you to know that this week we're coming from the Footnotes Conference which is something that I think would be very interesting for Ilya in the future. Now, Maria, I would like you to please choose one influential trend present within society, the economy or the arts where you are in 2022 and tell us a little about it. Perhaps you could also explain how you foresee this trend developing from the 2020s onwards. Yes, so Gigi, uh, I think that's a really good question and I uh, wanted to talk to you about the climate crisis, Mm. which is um, one of the biggest topics of our time now in 2022. Um, There's a huge crisis with the warming uh, of the atmosphere and uh, we're all very aware of the fact that this is now uh, has an urgency that uh, is unprecedented. And um, the situation is such that my kids, who are now all at university, uh, becoming an engineer and a lawyer and a nurse, they're all aware that the climate and and finding an answer to this particular question is what will define their lives. 
So for me, it's incredibly uh, interesting to know how that turned out, of course, in 2045 but uh, and beyond. But this is something that now is uh, entering into all fields of work um, and therefore also into higher arts education. Uh, we are seeing that our students, the students that are studying at the art universities are all bringing these topics into the schools and they're um, it defines their art making, which I think is very logical because artists um, take in all their uh, stimuli from their environment. So this is a, a huge urgent topic, perhaps comparable to how the war, also the Second World War, defined uh, the, the art making in that period and beyond afterwards as well, the recovery. And uh, so climate now comes into the schools with the students. At the same time, the institutions themselves are um, perhaps not equipped yet to, to be the, the kind of sustainable organizations that the students feel that they should be. And there are some really, really big topics that we all have to address. So uh, I think climate is really going to be with us for, for many, many years. But it's, it's one of those topics where you start to sense that time is running out. I was having a conversation with my son, who is the engineer, uh, last week, and he said, I'm not even sure there will be a civilization in 2045. Now, Gigi, you're here. So this is Good news. Uh, I will share that with him. As far as I know, there will be at least Gigi. Um, but uh, it's it, this is a, a sort of a somber note to the conversation that I haven't heard, at least from the engineers before. So this troubles me quite a bit. Um, that were uh, and that's where I think um, in where we are now. We're really. Uh, I think pulling out all the stops to to find solutions, and that just requires everyone involved and uh, everyone, all eyes on that particular ball for sure. Thank you, Maria, for such a, a detailed and complex answer actually to that question. It's, it's wonderful to hear, first of all, that already in 2022, this is such an urgent topic that's coming into the mainstream. And also for you to mention so many different disciplines there, law, healthcare, engineering, arts, and how all of these different fields are working around these questions of climate change. So that's really impressive from us in 2045 that that was already happening 23 years ago. So you just spoke at length about the issue of climate change in 2022 society. I'm interested to know what the role of arts or artists are in the climate crisis. Yes, Gigi, and that is a really big question at the moment, um, as I'm seeing that uh, actually everyone in society is, is trying to define what is our responsibility and how do we uh, manage to take it without breaking down everything. I mean, uh, take the issue of travel and the carbon footprint that comes with that. This is a really big topic for artists because artists... Um, um, many artists actually make their business traveling the world and uh, performing or showing their work and so on. That comes with a carbon footprint. Of course, there's an economic side to that, but it also has a function of culture, intercultural exchange, and in, in my opinion, also peacemaking. So uh, it's not to be taken lightly. And if we said, let's not have anybody travel anymore, I don't think that's the answer, at least 
as long as it's, you know, uh, for this kind of uh, very, very strong purpose. Uh, but what I'm seeing now is that, um, and that goes for us as well, is that there are we're seeking answers uh, in the impact that things have. I think we've had quite a number of years where we were all jet-setting all over the place and doing things for one day. And I'm seeing now very strongly, especially from artists, that artists are saying, I'm not doing that anymore. I will not come to you for a one-day performance. I will come for a one-week residence, during which I will also perform. And uh, we're experiencing this with speakers that say, you know, if I come to speak at your conference, you know, let's make it a longer engagement so that the impact is greater. And I think that's what I tell also the people that come to our events is, uh, yes, there is a carbon footprint involved, but it, if you can make it count more strongly, it uh, it weighs more heavily. And then, um, and for the rest, of course, make, make very responsible choices in the rest of your life and spread the word. And actually, arts uh, have a huge transformative power. And uh, in Carrying that message across to everyone is also one of the roles that the artists uh, can play. So there's a different layers at, at which this particular question now uh, is becoming much more strongly addressed within the arts. And I think that's a very, very good thing. Uh, we could all say, yeah, but we are only tiny bit of the uh, of the problem. And in fact, it's huge industry. And until they solve it, we won't do anything. I, I don't think we have time for that. I think every Every single portion of society has to figure out its its uh, contribution to this. So that's uh, where we're at in 2022, and I'm really, really keen to know where that went into the future. Thank you, Maria. It's really interesting to hear the different methods and tactics and tools being deployed to alleviate the climate crisis in, in different ways, be that, as you said, longer residency periods or less trips. And it's fantastic. This is already a conversation amongst artists and in the arts. I want to speak a little bit about the role of transdisciplinarity and cross-institutional learning in 2022 and where you foresee this developing in the future. Yes, Gigi, I think that's a, a good question. And I think 2022 is is uh, going to be considered one of those years when that idea really started to blossom. I think it's been around for, for many, many times in uh, in companies that have been wise enough to put together teams that have all these different disciplines uh, together, artists, engineers, uh, architects, uh, lawyers, and so forth. Um, but um, we're really, um, there's a lot of experimentation going around now in learning how to do that. I was thinking about that. When is the last point that we as humans now in 2022 um, work in a sort of naturally transdisciplinary way? And that is actually school. You know, elementary school, we're all thrown into the same class and nobody says you're an artist, you're you're a te technologist or whatever. You're just a child. And so everybody works together and creates solutions and... and uh, uh, this sort of goes on sort of through high school, although they start splitting you up already into strands, which uh, might be much too soon. Um, 
And then you go to university and it just disappears. You just choose a discipline and then you're in that discipline. So this uh, richness of exchange that takes place at school is something that we're now seeing in many, many uh, forms of education, higher education is coming back. Uh, institutions realizing that by putting together not all the same, but different people from different disciplines, that uh, this these different types of creativity that are required in all these different fields um, stimulate each other to something that is much greater uh, than the number of the people in the room. So it's a, a synergy that uh, occurs there also in, in terms of giving um, these people uh, the space to develop themselves, how to have that conversation, how to visualize or produce their, their answers is, is a really strong force now. We're, we're involved at the moment in a project that addresses sustainable cities. And um, so at the moment, Europe funds these kinds of projects. So this is a really nice way for us to work together with universities all over Europe. And um, we want to create models of governance uh, for sustainable cities that cities, small and large, can take and replicate. And we said, we went into this and said, we need to have students involved so the next generation has to be at the table and it's a it's a real great thing that Elia got the job to put together the student uh, work in that project so we are putting together now so-called think do tanks um, that are interdisciplinary and involve students from faculties uh, all over so the, we will have that you know, a different perspective from all these, from the engineers and the uh, doctors and from the artists and so on, together in a room, and we're we're learning how to bring them together and then to give them the space. So this is something that we don't know how to do because we're so used to splitting everybody up into disciplines and thinking from our an expertise that is specific. Uh, whereas this is a, a form of conversation and sense making that uh, does is not discipline specific. We really have to learn how to do that and how to facilitate that. So that's an exciting point in time at the moment because I'm hoping that this will become completely standard eventually, and that this um, that this splitting into disciplines will stop because the topics that we have to address are too serious. I mean, apart from the climate, we are also experiencing a very serious um, political conflict at the moment in Europe. And who knows what will happen in the coming years. So it's, uh, they are, the, the issues are too serious to, to um, stick with, with our own little vacuum. We need to open up and be, have everybody involved. It's wonderful to hear about these cross collaborations across disciplines, but also between students and institutions and different institutions. It's really inspiring, actually, to hear this is already happening in 2022. And of course, that you're leading this with Elia, too. I wanted to speak a little bit about STEAM and the role of STEAM or interdisciplinary work, not just in arts education, but in wider society in 2022. Do you think STEAM has longevity and will it continue to exist long into the future? 
I think it does. Uh, STEAM, uh, of course, standing for science, technology, engineering, uh, math, and the arts, the A for the arts, uh, is uh, really um, a concept that can feel a bit limiting, but if you interpret that as interdisciplinary, as a concept, um, I think in the um, we, at the moment, in 2022, there's a huge push for inclusion and diversity. And we're looking at really including all voices at the table. And I think um, and my hope is that as we're learning how to do that, this particular um, approach to all voices will include that, that interdisciplinarity, so that in a when a cabinet is formed in a country in a democratic country that it's a logical thing to include uh, people from different uh, backgrounds and that therefore that's our approach uh, or our interest in it of course is also that there is an artist at the table at the moment this is interesting uh, story uh, history from the Netherlands uh, there is, we have a culture minister culture and education minister who is a physicist but who is also an artist he has an art degree so that's a really really good thing and we're all very um, you know expectations are high for the kind of policy making that comes out of that and um, for me uh, also as a citizen um, I will keep demanding that, that there are artists at the table when big decisions are taken. We've just sort of survived uh, the corona pandemic, which was very, very hard for many. Um, and um, I truly think that, that uh, the solutions to that could have been better and more creative had we approached them more from an interdisciplinary perspective. I really do. So I think that I do see it happening and I see every time there is an artist at the table that solution making is really stronger. And um, I can't tell you whether it will stay, but uh, I will definitely dedicate the rest of my life to making sure that interdisciplinary uh, working is, is part of um, the way we're going. It's, it's wonderful to hear that, again, already in 2022, there are artists or those who have been to art school who are using these skills developed in fields beyond the creative fields or arts. So, uh, again, great. And finally, Maria, is there a message you would like to send to listeners here in 2045? I think my message would be um, seize the day and look forward, uh, break down the walls uh, between people and um, embrace life as it is and, and as I think it can be on earth with each other. How beautiful. That is, that is a wonderful message to send. Maria, this conversation has been exhilarating and inspiring in equal measures. It is always a pleasure to find a radio frequency in alternative time zones, but especially so when it leads to discussions like this. So thank you, Maria. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you for listening to the Annotating Arts Education podcast. Join us next time to further explore alternative forms of arts education and to see what other time zone spaces we might just tap into. Until then, it's goodbye from me, Gigi, in 2045. Take care. <laughs>